welcome to the World of You podcast. My name is Hayden Lund, an inspired traveler dedicated to self-discovery. Every episode, hear intriguing interviews, as well as different insights and perspectives on what makes you, you. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start unpacking the reality of you. everybody and welcome to the first post-launch episode. My appreciation goes out to everybody who's participated in the podcast, has listened, shared it, commented, and everything in between. I'm learning so much as I go along and I've seen a huge improvement from the first episode to this one. Now recording by myself is probably one of the hardest parts just due to the fact that I have to carry my own conversation. And it's so difficult to just sound natural when technically you are speaking to nobody. It really puts in perspective how much skill is actually required to be a good media figure. This is quite the journey you've joined me on, and I look forward to seeing where it goes and how it evolves over time. And actually speaking of media, today's topic is a good one. It's something that I know everybody has been plagued by. Distractions. Now distractions are everywhere. And not only are they everywhere, but they can be anything. The world today is built on distraction and short attention spans. Ads today are so much different than they were 30 years ago. Before, a commercial break would talk for 30-60 seconds, and companies would just try to explain why you need their product, and they would take the entire time saying as much as they could. But in this day and age, it's got to be quick and to the point. You have five seconds to get someone's attention, You could have the best product ever, but if you miss your opportunity or your ad isn't good enough to make them stop and read it, nobody's going to buy your product. That first five seconds is so important because of how short our attention spans have become. And because we have such shortened attention spans, we are more susceptible to becoming distracted. Don't pay attention to what you're supposed to be doing over there. Look over here instead. And all this distraction... All it's really doing is drawing us away from what matters most, and that's ourselves. And I don't just mean it takes you away from what you're meant to be doing. We allow ourselves to be distracted for all sorts of reasons. I'll use myself as an example. Starting this podcast has been a huge challenge. There's some things that I procrastinate doing. I dread recording. When I'm sitting down on the couch trying to motivate myself to do it, All I can think is, wow, I really wish I could just skip to the editing. Editing is so much easier. Finally, I force myself to do it. And then it comes time to edit. And then I dread having to edit. I tell myself, wow, I would just rather record than have to edit because recording is so much easier. And this happens just about every time. The task in front of me isn't enjoyable and my mind wishes it could do something else. We distract ourselves from what we need to do in order to grow. And we all have a distraction. We all have that thing that we fall sucker to over and over. Whether it's social media, sports and entertainment, television, streaming services like Netflix, where you can binge watch a full season in one day, drugs and alcohol, food even. All these things can take our attention away from where we should be focusing. And for me personally, it's video games. I love them. 
I love the creation aspect. I love, I love being able to do something new. Be something that I can only be on a screen or in my mind. Doing or being something that I am currently not. And then when I get bored of that character, I just start fresh and do the same thing over again. But when I take a hard look in the mirror, I can see that I don't only just do this in video games. And not too long ago, actually, I was quite confused on what I was supposed to do. Every week, I would wake up and I would feel as if I was waking up a different person. I was drawn to all these different things. One week, I would wake up and I would say, you know what? This is it. This is what I'm meant to do. And then the next week, I would wake up and think that something totally different was my calling. The previous one was just a fad, but this one, this really gets me excited. And once the excitement wore off, I was like, mm, nah, I don't want to do this anymore. And at one point, I was going to teach a class on metaphysics. It wasn't a certified class. I'd never taken any courses, nor had I studied underneath anybody. I just knew what I had experienced in my life and things that I've researched on my own. I never taught the class. But sometime later, after all that subsided, I wanted to get in touch with the energy that flows through all living things. A real-life version of the Force. And I came across this practice that allowed me to do that. It was a version of Tai Chi called Nigong. And this guy had this online program that you can sign up for. So I did. I spent $600, and that's Canadian by the way, $600 Canadian dollars on a Nigong one-year subscription because I felt that that practice, that Nigong, was going to unlock my true potential. And I only ended up practicing for like two weeks. And then I learned that in order to master this practice, it takes years, not just a matter of days. And I gave up and I never logged on again. $600 and I logged on for two weeks. That's pretty piss poor money management, huh? All these things were just my brain's way of distracting me. If I had just taken the time to really sit with myself and my emotions, I'd have realized that these things weren't actually what I was called to do. Now, you might be distracting yourself beyond just what you're meant to do in life. Everyone's got something that they're ignoring. And chances are, as you're listening to this, that very thing that you're ignoring just popped into your head. If it's something that you feel uncomfortable doing or dealing with, your mind is going to start resisting. Now, whether that be dealing with emotions and past traumas that you're ready to release and move on from, or facing situations where you feel guilty due to the pain that you've inflicted on others. Or maybe it's along the lines of accepting that the way you maintain your overall health isn't good enough and you need to take better care of yourself. Maybe your ego doesn't like who it is and wants to be distracted so it doesn't have to accept who you are. There are countless reasons that may affect each one of us differently. But all you're doing when you choose to be distracted is that you avoid everything that's going on inside you. When you don't clean your room for two months and you just let it become a pigsty, just become a complete mess, you have to spend a full day cleaning it and it drags on throughout the day. Partway through, you end up exhausted, frustrated, that there's so much to do and by the time that you're done, you're just, you're just drained. And it feels great once you're done. But the process of dealing with that mess requires so much effort. If you would just clean up whenever you have a mess, it takes less time and effort to deal with it. 
And it's the same with listening to yourself. Instead of letting yourself be distracted all the time, and then you have to be forced to deal with things when they become major issues that require a huge amount of effort, look at why you're distracting yourself. What is it that you're avoiding? Take a look and rid yourself from distractions, even if it's just for a short period of time. Whether that's going for a walk in nature, or doing a form of art, coloring in a coloring book, playing music, Maybe you take a few minutes and do a guided meditation, some sort of physical activity, or even if it's something as simple as sitting down in the shower and letting the water hit your body or having a bath. These little pockets where we can be free of distractions, where we can check in and see what our inner selves are telling us. Your mind has actually become that spoiled kid who gets whatever it wants, whenever it wants. And when you say no, it throws a temper tantrum, making it impossible to focus because it wants to be stimulated. Well, guess what? It's high time that you take control of your child and you set things straight. Today, Kate Carson joins the show. Kate is both a yoga and meditation teacher and guide who specializes in different styles and techniques. She's also an intuitive artist and freelance designer, on top of being a diabetic wellness coach. Kate, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here. Hayden, thank you so much for having me. So, being a yoga and meditation teacher, what is it about what you do that brings you joy? Like, what is it that makes you excited to both teach and guide others? Um... Well, really, I've been practicing yoga for over 15 years. Um, I've only been teaching since 2016, so for five years now. But what brings me joy in the teaching and the guiding people, supporting people, is that it has really um, shifted my life in so many positive ways. And I just want to give people that tool. So... I, it brings me joy to be connecting. So that connection part of it, where you're leading a class or guiding one person or 20 people. And it really lights me up to be able to share something that I'm so passionate about. And I'm walking the talk, right? So how I'm teaching and what I'm speaking about is what I'm practicing. And I think there's like magic in that in that um, when you can share what brings you so much joy and so much wellness in your life with others, it becomes, it's like a snowball effect in a good way, right? Yeah, absolutely it is. And unfortunately, I find today that yoga and meditation have become commercialized, where people think that all meditation is, is having your legs crossed and you mutter om over and over. And clearly that's not the only way to practice. What are some of the things that you teach? So I teach uh, a variety of things, actually. So recent, I was trained in vinyasa yoga, and vinyasa is continual movement. So it's um, an asana practice. So um, with yoga, it's like, you know, warrior one and downward facing dog. So you're when you're doing vinyasa, you're moving through the poses and connecting the poses one to another. Um, but I teach mainly uh, yoga nidra, which is a form of yoga, actually, one could argue the more research I do, it's the uh, original form of yoga. And it's a guided meditation. So you're really in Shavasana, 
and I'm guiding you through that practice. And it is a practice. It's also a state. So um, there's a lot with Yoga Nidra. I also teach guided meditation. So anything from creative visualization to um, grounded meditations. I teach, teach heart imagery, which is um, a form of meditation from the school of the heart. And that is very visual based and it's you're being taken into the heart space. So the sacred space of the heart. Um, what else do I teach? And uh, yeah, like gentle vinyasa and things, but I'm really heavily into um, guided meditation and the peaceful practices, peaceful and soft. And what can people expect to get out of these kinds of practices? Like what, what can people look to achieve? Oh, you want the short list or the long list? <laughs> so, uh, the, I thought, okay, so from my experience and, um, I always go with my personal experience, right? Because there's, uh, that's what you can go on, but slowing down and going inwards is where you're going to find things, you know, the most creative inspiration you're looking for, um, inner, you know, peace intuition like deep wisdom um and that's from stillness and that's from finding stillness and silence and in silence doesn't necessarily mean you're in silent meditation but you can be going through a guided meditation where you are silent and you're experiencing all kinds of different things these peaceful practices are really relaxing our body on like a most physical level um relaxing and clearing our mind because our minds are always on like a monkey reel, right? And all of these things are deeply nourishing and healing on so many levels. So as much as it's amazing to move the body, it's also amazing to become still while you're still awake, while you're still conscious and not sleeping so that you can experience self-reflection, experience contemplation, experience you know, a wide variety of things and learn how to stay centered. You mentioned there that our minds are kind of like a monkey on a reel and that these practices are meant to help and try to quiet that down. Now, through my own personal experiences, I can have a really hard time getting my mind to quiet down. What techniques do you share with your students to help with this? That's, um, that's a really great point because I used to be the same. I'd always be, um, it was very difficult for me to sit in stillness and quiet my mind. Yoga Nidra, the difference between traditional seated guided meditation or silent meditation and Yoga Nidra is that Yoga Nidra is um, you're being guided to this deep, deep space of inner knowing, inner wisdom um, through relaxation, not from concentration, where seated meditation is about concentration. So whether you're concentrating on one object or you're just concentrating on your breath. And that's where people get, I think, a little bit not maybe confused, but also um, disempowered is that they sit down and they think, OK, I'm just going to meditate. Well, sure, if you've been practicing meditation for 20 years, you can maybe do that. But something like guided meditation, like Yoga Nidra, where all you have to do is relax your body and follow the guidance of my voice that you're going into that same state that you're going into with seated traditional meditation, only in a different way. You're relaxing and letting go instead of concentrating. 
So I always tell people the easiest way to, uh, a few things I'm going to mention, but um, the easiest way to center yourself is through your breath. So connection with your breath, close your eyes. It doesn't matter where you are. If you're in the middle of, you know, the countryside where there's no one in sight, or if you're in the middle of a busy mall, you can close your eyes and connect to your breath, slow down your breathing, you know, bring your breath into your belly. Some like, not some crazy pranayama, but just literally slowing down and deepening your breath and becoming aware of it. So that awareness and um, following your breath, even if you're meditating for five minutes every morning, if you can start that practice and keep that commitment, the time will just grow naturally. So instead of wondering like, when is this going to be over? How many more minutes? I said I was going to do it for 45. It's only been 17 or whatever, right? Like that's our ego and that is resistance. The beautiful thing about meditation and yoga nidra especially is this resistance is always going to come up. And the resistance is a beautiful way of say of your body understanding in your mind, like your whole being understanding that you're shifting something. So you're becoming aware of this resistance. The awareness is the key part, right? So my knee hurts, my knee hurts, my knee hurts, which used to be my resistance. Um, now I don't even notice it until I'm finished and I try to stand up. But you know, you your physical body will start to lose though the resistance the more aware you become. And the resistance is always going to be there on different levels, right? It could be a monkey mind one day, it could be your back hurts the next day. But if you stay committed to the practices, the more they'll just naturally start to blossom and bloom within you. And that commitment to yourself is the biggest thing. It's the biggest form of self love, I, I feel. And do you feel that because today's world has distractions everywhere, that that has made it more difficult for us to sit down and not be distracted? Or is it rather just a lack of practice? Oh, that's a good question. Because social media is truly the biggest distraction there is out there, I believe, um, right now, like external uh, distraction. And I think that with all of this stuff going on, there's a greater need for sitting in silence, lying in stillness, right? This pandemic that we're in right now has, uh, let's say, opened the eyes of people who maybe weren't practicing these things on a regular basis and now realizing, no, I really need this. I need to disconnect and I need to step back. Uh, whether it's, it's, it really comes down to choice, right? It really comes down to um, what you're in, if you have the intention to heal, if you have the intention to make your wellness one of your number one priorities, mental, emotional, physical, whatever it is, um, and if you can take that step, I think that's the biggest uh, hurdle for people is to actually put in the time and make the commitment for themselves. Speaking of that first step, that hurdle which is essentially ignoring distraction and, like you said, putting in the commitment to ourselves. You mentioned when we were setting up this interview that your goal for 2021 is to hurdle your own distractions. Would you be willing to share what some of your distractions are with us? 
I am. Some. <laughs> yes, I am. I can. Um, so I would say I'll, I'll, t I'll speak about three and I'll just leave it a little bit general, but interactions with other people. So whether it's um, a close friend or a teacher or someone in your life that um, you feel close with. And I feel that those interactions, interactions with other humans can be the cause of distraction. And distractions don't always have to be uh, good or bad, if you believe there's two sides to the sword or not. Um, they can also they can also just be um, something that's keeping your focus somewhere else, right? So I find that personal interactions with um, people who are close to me tend to be a distraction for me in my life. So overanalyzing, let's say, some type of interaction or wondering, did I do something wrong? And these are all, um, these come back to uh, what the Patanjali in the Yoga Sutras talks about is Sutra 1.30, the nine distractions that are um, in our lives. So there's like physical, mental, intellectual, spiritual. And I know those are, those are very gen generic, but um, another distraction for me is my physical health. And I call it a distraction because it's also an obstacle. And I believe that distractions are obstacles. So um, type one diabetic for 33 years. Uh, this past year, I went through some uh, interesting health issues, more just like a chronic fatigue, but um, navigating that and those tend to be distractions for me, um, because they're so important to me anyways, but they I have to remember to surrender with them. Um, and that's kind of one of my, I guess, ways to move past distractions. And a third distraction, of course, is technology. Um, so being a yoga and meditation instructor, a uh, freelance designer and, you know, an artist, um, everything's moved online. So it's difficult to, you know, promote yourself online and want to find all this beautiful information and connection online without getting sucked into scrolling or seeing what everybody else is up to or comparing. Like it's very difficult. And, and that's where the practices of yoga and meditation are so important because they keep you they catch you over time. You catch yourself um, through self-reflection, contemplation, but also just a, an overall awareness of the present moment and saying, okay, do I need to know what, you know, Joe Smith was doing um, last weekend with his kids? Not really. I'm interested, but that's also a distraction for me right now. Right. So navigating uh, social media and, you know, um, which is, I don't watch a ton of TV, but um, is is something I'm very aware of. And it's still a distraction because I have to be on there all the time promoting myself and connecting with people, um, you know, people trying to communicate with me. But it's uh, it's just uh, navigating, navigating the, the the ups and downs of the social world and how easy it is to get sucked in. And how have you dealt with those distractions? Have you just replaced them with something else? Or do you put effort into noticing yourself being distracted? So the start of this year, my Sankalpa 
And Sankalpa is like a heartfelt desire. So it's an intention that we use in Yoga Nidra. My Sankalpa um, is about distraction and obstacles. So the light of my inner wisdom is clearing the obstacles and distractions in my life. So that's one of my Sankalpas I was working with. And really, I'm not if I don't like to, um, if something comes up that's unpleasant, I like to um, allow it to be and then just go back to my toolbox in order to move through it instead of like move away from it. Um, you could say that distraction obstacles known in the sutras, the yoga sutras, are known, known as samskaras. And samskaras are like uh, subliminal um, imprints in our in our field right so um through habits they show up as habits patterns um different experiences that keep showing up in your life your reactions uh any beliefs we have so these are all samskaras and they can carry over from lifetimes that's sort of the belief and when these samskaras show up so if these instances or interactions let's say uh, distractions show up in my life I, my biggest thing is self-reflection and contemplation. I don't like to go into too much of like an analyzation of these things, but more so of like, okay, why is this coming up? How am I reacting to it? Right? It, it's all about self-reflection and sort of, it's almost like I draw, draw a path, right? Of like how things are connected and what can I do? What can I do? I've first I've realized this, so I've become aware. I'm aware of this happening, this distraction. Um, I've, I'm reflecting on it, and now I'm going to look inside. So I will go into meditation on this distraction, on this experience, and see what comes forward. So go into my heart, see what comes forward, um, and it comes down to that practice. Your practice is your greatest guide, right? It's your great, it's, it's the guru. I love that saying. Um, I, I have seen it on social media recently. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Tracy Stanley, someone I follow, one, a, a beautiful yoga teacher, but um, someone said, practice is my guru. And uh, it's true. I always find that my practice is what brings me the most wisdom around how to move forward or how to move through this how to experience it from a place of non-attachment and from a, a healthy place sometimes with this particular and i was noticing at the end of the year i had a lot of distractions coming up hence why i created a sankalpa an intention around distraction because i didn't feel focused i didn't feel clear on how i was moving forward and i think that um, when we make these solid sankalpas these intentions when things do arise we can come back to those that line that statement that's from our heart and it kind of wakes us up again into that present moment i hope that makes sense <laughs> long-winded yes absolutely it does and kate unfortunately that's all the time that we have today but i want to thank you so much for sharing your insight with us and i hope you have a wonderful rest of the day Thank you so much, Hayden. And now it's time for the community segment where people from the community answer a general question related to the episode's topic. Today's question is, 
What is your biggest distraction and what is it distracting you from? Okay, hi, my name is Joe. So my biggest distraction, let's say in the last little while was really being busy. Okay, so dealing with um, sort of the day-to-day um, events. Um, my wife passed away um, earlier in the year. And so I've taken on all of the, her jobs plus my jobs around the house. And, um, and uh, you know, that kept me very busy. Um, however, what I found that was distracting me from was dealing with, let's say, stored emotional baggage. and this um, it came to my realization in that I was um, getting very old or my body was getting very old and very sore way more than it should be so I'm 63 but I was kind of having the body of an 80 year old and um, the kinds of things I was dealing with was very sore hips and knees so after I sit down when I get up the first three or four or five steps are kind of very painful and you're kind of slouched over. And then it came to sort of light that I was, I, I needed to deal with um, kind of, let's call it disappointment. Okay, so you can imagine when your wife dies, that's disappointment, but disappointment is something that goes back really my whole life. So um, once I kind of came to this realization, then I started um, just meditating or thinking about disappointment, bringing the feeling in, um, you know, and, and, and just feeling it for what it was. And then I would just release it, just say to myself, you know, I released this disappointment. And what actually happened was rather miraculous is that after about four days, my five years of sore hips had disappeared and it hasn't come back. Hi, my name is Karen. My biggest distraction would be work. There was work, I guess. Now, now it's um, and Facebook and family. There's a bunch, I guess. <laughs> um, what is it distracting me from? Probably being my true self and following my healing that I was providing for others and just continuing on that basis. I find that I get into something and then I stop and then I put blocks up and get myself absorbed with Facebook or phone or friends or family, you know, dynamics. And then that takes away from being authentic and being me. And that's, uh, that's the truth, I guess. Hi, my name's Spencer. I would say my biggest distraction would be obsession with a different lifestyle. I've always been more drawn to past experiences or experiences that I've never been in, say life in the 60s, 70s, 80s. I've been a big fan of nostalgia. So I've always been drawn to that aspect and I feel like you kind of become that reality and you kind of neglect yours. It's distracting me more on my health, I would say. I don't take care of my body all that well. You know, I always think, oh, I'll, I'll focus on it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. You know, oh, a year from now, I'll have everything in set. But when that year comes, it never takes place. Hi, my name's Erin Bellis. Um, my biggest distraction, I think, is 
um, almost anything, actually. <laughs> uh, it could be anywhere from uh, social media or um, often I um, I'm always listening to extra podcasts or, um, you know, looking for others advice or even use food as a distraction. <laughs> I feel it's distracting me from um, connecting with my inner self and my emotions. I feel that because um, mostly being brought up, you weren't um, taught to or more allowed to express your emotions. So I feel that I use those things to instead of going inside to see what's going on or just like feeling the emotions that I feel like I use those distractions to keep me from feeling. Um, hi, my name is Barbara, and uh, in the last few months, my bigger distraction is actually like thinking or friendship that you had when you were a teenager. And, uh, you know, like you have this feeling of belonging to a group that you chose, like you choose each other, uh, and you, you choose each other with intention, and you feel you have such a deep intimacy and you feel that you're a part of like a pack and that kind of strong friendship and the strong belonging to a group. It's, uh, I, I miss that. I found it beautiful. So for me, that is the, the thing that dis distracted me more, you know, like uh, lately. It's coming now because I, at this moment, I left my job, a very, you know, high-ending, well-paid job, you know, like with a great position to just take a sabbatical because I realized that I lost uh, connection with who I am and the people around me. So I believe they are more, I'm more in tune with, you know, like this kind of friendship and connection among people uh, because of that, because of the, this new journey that I'm starting in my life. As always, thank you to everybody who volunteered to be a part of the community section. Today we talked about distractions and how they take our attention away from what we're ignoring. However, as Barbara also showed us, distraction can also be used in a positive way. When we're all focused on things going on in our life, Distraction can also lead the way for us to take a break and realize what's truly important. Really, what it all comes down to is honoring yourself and following through with what calls to you. And that concludes today's podcast. Thanks for listening. Have something to say? Head over to aworldofview.com to find out how to share your message with the community and for a chance to be featured as the weekly blog. Find your voice, and let's build this together.